0: All right, Charlotte, are you there? I'm here. (laughs) Okay, let's get the party
1: started. All right.
0: Oi! Hey there! Welcome back to my podcast. I am Camilla, your high-vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes. And I will give you a high vibe world. For the last five years, I've had the pleasure of watching a young woman start an empire. Her name is Charlotte, and she is the woman behind fitness and wellness powerhouse Breathe Strength. Breathe Strength is a brand, a fitness and wellness studio, a way of life, a mindset. Its most recent expansion took place just weeks ago when Charlotte opened her very own yoga studio, which is actually much more than just a yoga studio, and she is here to tell us all about that. So welcome, Charlotte, and thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I'm excited you're here too, because this is something, you know, I've been talking about this forever. I knew it on your way to success, so I, I would like to start from the beginning. Um, Were you always into fitness or... Was there something in your life that motivated you to start your fitness journey? I was
1: not always into fitness. I was actually the girl in high school that used to change for gym by putting sweatpants on over my jeans. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I used to hate working out. I used to just like not be interested in sports, nothing like that. So the fact that I am now in this whole fitness world is a complete craziness for younger me. Um, So it really all started in 2010 for me uh, when I was 17 I unexpectedly lost my mom to heart disease and from that it was crazy you know when you're a 17 year old um, just unexpectedly losing the mother that raised you from even before you were born Um, from that I got my cholesterol levels checked Um, and it turned out that I had inherited this gene from my mom's side of the family, um, which gave me a condition called familial hypercholestemia, which is just kind of a fancy way of saying really high genetic cholesterol. Um, So from there, my doctors were like, all right, girl, like, you have to change your life completely. Like, we have to change your diet, your exercise, we have to put you on all this medicine. And um, so that's really what motivated me to start working out and starting started to eat healthy and from just tiny little changes in my diet and starting to work out like once or twice a week I was able to prolong going on medicine and actually like lowering my dose a crazy amount Um, so really the fitness life and the health life just made such a difference and I love it. Wow.
0: I mean, I'm so sorry about the loss you had to endure so early in life. And I know that you feel her all the time with you. Mm -hmm. I know that whenever I've been in your studio, whenever I have been near you, it's funny how, I mean, some people have that sixth sense and that, you know, belief, I guess. And I definitely feel your mom was always around you and that extra strength is definitely there in you. For Uh, sure. But, um, but that must have been really scary. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning must have been hard. How did the fitness journey begin for you? What were your first few days like? Cause you know, going from not really being into that to all of a sudden having to be into that must be a little bit even harder than anyone else. <laughs> for
1: sure. Yeah, no, it was crazy. Um, When I first was told like, all right, we have to work out. I was like, I don't even know how, like, I don't want to, I don't want to go on the treadmill. I don't like the elliptical. So really finding some motivation on how to start and finding the ways of working out that I actually enjoyed. Um, And that really all started with my boyfriend at the time, who we're actually still together now. Um, But he was always into fitness and wellness. And he created this little program for me, kind of a spinoff from the Insanity program. His name is Russ and he named it the Russ Sanity. So he (laughs) walked me through, it was so cute. He walked me through all of these exercises and he was basically my personal trainer for the first couple months. And it really motivated me and made me start to love burpees, which I, which, you know, they're the craziest move up, down, out. Like it made me love it. And then from there I got into Zumba in college and Zumba was so fun for me. It was just kind of a way to, not care what you look like, not care what anybody else thinks. It's just a way to move your body and connect to the beat of the music. And from there, I became so in love with my Zumba teacher and like the hip hop spin that she had on it, that that motivated me to get my group fitness trainer certification and teach group classes. So I actually started out as a Zumba teacher years ago, which is crazy because I don't teach anything close to that right now. Um, but that's where it all
0: started. Wow, that is I, I love Zumba too. It's funny that you yeah. know for me I think that part of my my fitness journey also started with dancing generally. Like I used to do jazz as a kid. Just like but like you said, you have to find a way where it doesn't feel like exercise because mm-hmm. if you you know, if you think about it too much, that's when it gets boring or it gets scary or gets like mundane, I guess. But yep. um were there any major challenges that you faced early on?
1: just probably staying motivated, um, realizing that working out was really benefiting my health. And the more that I worked out, the more little exercises that I added on in my routine, the lower that my cholesterol was dropping. And that itself was really motivating for me. So really, the only challenges I had were just keeping that motivation alive.
0: I think that's so important, too, because so many people don't know that even when you have something congenital like that, because obviously you've always been, you know, like when somebody looks at you, they see like this beautiful thin girl, like, you know, you're Mm -hmm. like in in good shape, you know, Mm -hmm. and and when something is congenital, sometimes it's even harder, but exercise helps with cholesterol. That's coming from something congenital too. So it's like, Mm -hmm. that's really good to know. And, um, you were my trainer. I don't know if people know this, obviously, like for everyone listening, I met Charlotte, through her being my first personal trainer ever here um, Mm -hmm. at Energy Fitness. And um, I remember after you left that Russ, her boyfriend, then became my trainer. (laughs) (laughs) I've been training. I've trained with both of them, and they're both amazing. I just wanted to let people know that. Um, And I remember when you decided to take yoga teacher certification classes. I remember how you were saying that you weren't even all that flexible, and you didn't do yoga all that much, and all of a sudden – you not only became a certified teacher, but you are an amazing yoga instructor. You are a true yoga master. And I need to know what was that journey like for you? Cause I was there watching, I guess from the first row, but I mean, just to watch that whole thing happen and how much you blossomed and how natural it was for you was mesmerizing. So I need to know from your perspective, what was it like?
1: Yeah, well, thank you for saying that. That's really sweet. yeah i signed up for yoga teacher training just thinking that it would be a complement to all the certifications that i've had already my personal training certification my group fitness certification and i wanted a yoga teacher certification just to know more stretches honestly for my clients and for myself and then i started my yoga training and i did my teacher training at the funky ohm in huntington and it's my home studio it's an amazing studio Highly recommend anybody to check it out if you haven't or you want to get into yoga. Um, And the second I stepped into my first night of yoga training, I was like, okay, like this is not just a compliment. This is a whole nother realm of wellness. Um, And still, even today, I'm not super flexible. You think of yoga teachers and you think they can just drop into a split. My flexibility has improved so much, but I am nowhere near like what you would think a yoga teacher is. And that's because yoga is not about the flexibility. That's something that I hear from people all the time when I tell them I'm, I have a yoga studio. It's, um, you know, I want to get into yoga, but I'm not flexible. And I've heard this comparison to I'm too dirty to take a bath. (laughs) And it's so true. It's like, yoga is not about the flexibility. It's more about the connection to yourself and to your higher self and your higher power. Um, because everybody in this day and age is so disconnected with their bodies. And even for me, when I started teacher training, I was so used to high intensity interval training where you're going hard for 20 seconds. You're not really focusing on what it feels like. You're pushing through the pain from that high intensity interval training to yoga, where it's slower and you're connected to your breath and you're connected to the way that the body is moving and the way that you actually feel it's such a difference. And that itself, just like learning how to connect to my body and to listen to my body and to feel what's actually going on. That was kind of the missing piece for me of my wellness. And once I found that it was kind of like a natural click, it was like, okay, this is what I meant to do. This is I meant to connect to myself. And I meant to help other people realize that they're so much more than just the way that they look. And I think once you find your calling, once you're find once you find what you're supposed to do and what feels most natural, it's easy to immerse yourself into it. And that's what it was for me.
0: That's so good to hear because I am one of those people that's so afraid of yoga. I mean, I've tried it different times and I when I was going at it more with more, you know, I guess consistently, then I would I would notice the difference not only in my flexibility and everything else, but in my well being, I just mm-hmm. felt more centered. I felt like I actually wanted to eat healthier. I felt like I actually was happier and there was just a difference in my mood. And, but the problem, I guess, with a lot of people, including me, is that fear that, you know, I don't know if I'm you – know, and like you said, it's it's a personal journey and a lot of people forget that. Like they're with other people in the room and they're comparing themselves with what mm-hmm. other people can do. But it's also the fear of injuries, you know, because mm-hmm. they try too hard. or Like what if I, you know, try to do a pose and get stuck in it? <laughs> like I remember <laughs> Scott, my husband, got stuck in pigeon pose once. Oh, <laughs> it was really funny. That's a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It was really funny. And I can't do – I can't even tumble. Like I never did gymnastics. I'm not – um. anybody I, my mom just kind of instilled in me that if I threw my face to the ground I would break my teeth and nose oh. so I'm one of those people that can't do inversions either mm-hmm. so I'm, I always felt just so lesser than I guess in a way in a yoga class it's just like it was I mean I still go I still try once in a while but I would like to make it a practice like You know, and that's why I think it's so cool that you're you did the high intensity interval training for so long, because that is my thing. Like, I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I can definitely see results and it. it, Obviously, it also reduces your stress level because it's producing endorphins and everything. But what is so good about yoga? I know you went into it already already a little bit, but why yoga? Like, why should anybody go into that? How is it different? How is it that it's slower and, Mm -hmm. and how does it connect you with your higher self?
1: So that's a great question. I love this question Um, because yoga really is a way of life. It's not just a workout. It's not just something that I'm going to do for an hour, an hour and 15 minutes a day. You're doing yoga if you practice yoga every single moment of the day. Um, And I just did a post about this on my Instagram a couple of days ago where yoga comes from and the definition of it. And the word yoga actually comes from the root word in Sanskrit, yug, which means to unite. And this, this idea is kind of uniting with your higher power. So a lot of people think yoga, they think, okay, I'm connecting my mind to my body or my breath to my movement. But it's really about connecting to your higher power to what to your spirit, um, to whatever God or universe that you believe in. Um, And that universe or that god or that higher power really lives deep within you and if you can do all of these different aspects of a yoga practice you can find that and once you find that and you connect to it it changes your life because life becomes so much more beautiful um and it's not just about you know flowing through yoga poses or holding different yoga poses it's really not even about the yoga poses Asana, which just means the postures, that's only one part of yoga. Um, yoga has what we call the eight limb path. And I'll just do a kind of like a little brief lesson on this super quick. Um, but yoga has these eight limbs, and the first two, the first one is the yamas, and the second one is the niyamas. And the yamas are just basically like social ethics, um, like kindness and thankfulness and generosity. And these are things that you can practice to benefit the people around you. Um, and then after the yamas comes the niyamas, which are more of like the personal ethics, like your cleanliness or your contentment, um, how connected you are with yourself, your self-study. These two, the yamas and the niyamas are things that in the yoga practice, you practice before you even roll out your mat. Um, and then after these, After the yamas and the niyamas comes the asana, which are the poses, which is the standard yoga class that you'd see on a gym schedule. Um, And then after that comes pranayama, which is breath work, it's controlling the breath. Um, Then pratyahara, which is withdrawal of your senses and controlling your senses. After that is dharana, which is your concentration. Then there's dhyana, which is meditation. And then the last one is samadhi, which and samadhi is that union with your divine or your higher power. And that's really the ultimate goal of yoga. So as you can see, before you get to that ultimate goal of connecting with your spirit or your higher power, there's all of these different things that make up of a yoga practice. And it's a lot deeper than people actually think.
0: Wow, that's mind blowing. Yes, yeah, I had never heard of any of this. I mean, I oh. know that I know that there's different modalities, and I was actually going to ask you, you know, what they what the differences between them, if you can teach them all. And I will ask you that next. But I, wow, that yeah. was really amazing because that does make a lot of sense. It shows why it's such a holistic thing. It just it it really has so many components, and all, those are all the main components for a balanced life. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, so it makes perfect sense now. Now I really. I'm really getting into yoga just like listening oh, to you right I love yeah, it. Yeah, I hope everyone who's listening is also feeling the same way. Uh, but so, so, yeah, so what are the different modalities? Because I know I see, you know, uh, like on schedules, obviously, all these different types of yoga. Um, are you able to teach them all? What are these different types of yoga? What's the difference between them?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there
0: are so many.
1: And there are so many different types of classes that are popping up every single day. <laughs> God bless you. That's my cat right next to me. She just sees. Uh, um, you. <laughs> um, oh, there's another one. So yeah, there's so many different ones and they keep popping up. Um, probably the main ones that you'll hear are Ashtanga, which is this like intense structured class. Um, Vinyasa is a really popular one, which is really connecting your breath to your movement, um, linking together different poses. There's Kundalini, which is pretty movement Um, it's pretty dynamic based with a lot of like mantras and breathing techniques in it. There's restorative, which is one of my favorites, which is more of like a passive class where you use props, you use bolsters, blankets, blocks, straps to just melt into these poses and passively open up your um, fascia. There is Hatha yoga, which is kind of a slower Class. It's really good for beginners. If you're just getting into yoga, I would look for a Hatha class. Um, there's Bikram, which is that standard hot yoga class <laughs> 105 degrees, 40% humidity, really intense. Um, they have 26 different poses that they go through twice. So it's pretty structured and really, really intense. Um, there is, what else is there? yin yoga which is pretty slow it's it's kind of like restorative but you're not really using all these props it's more of actively holding a stretch for a long period of time anywhere from like three to five minutes to get the benefit of opening up your not only your muscles but your fascia and this is actually interesting a yin practice where you're actively holding these poses like pigeon or lizard which are both two intense hip opening um, poses. They say that a yin practice can really release the trauma that's stored in the body, which was mind blowing for me when I found that out. Wow. Because, yeah, because you have all this trauma. I mean, everybody goes through stuff in their life that your body holds on to. Just even, even if you're walking down the street and a car in front of you honks really loud, your body goes instantly into that sympathetic nervous system it tenses up it's fight or flight and your body doesn't just release that the second the horn stops like it stores it so a yin practice is a really amazing way to hold a pose and allow this trauma to work itself out which is really cool um and then there's prenatal yoga which is great for um obviously pregnant women and a couple different Probably, no, a lot of different other modalities. But the ones that I teach are basically vinyasa. Um, I teach a regular vinyasa. I teach a heated vinyasa. And I'm in my restorative yoga teacher training right now. So pretty soon, I will be a master of restorative
0: poses. Well, you know, it's funny. Restorative yoga is definitely my favorite, too. I have to say it's the best. It really is really good for stretching. And we don't stretch enough, I feel, even people that exercise, as you know, habitually, some people, you know, have that as part of the exercise routine. But I think that in my life, and in a lot of my family members lives and friends lives, I feel like that's the part that people skip the most is the Mm -hmm. stretch, but it's so important. And it's I think that the restorative yoga has really helped me in so many ways, because of, you know, the tightness that I had in my body that I didn't even know was there, um, so I'm really excited that you're training for that. But but I I already felt you know it's funny when I take yoga with you, it's it's such a holistic experience that it's hard for me to even believe that it falls into a specific category because I've taken yoga classes with a lot of different instructors and they're all great in many ways. Each person is very individual, which is beautiful about it. You actually get to bring your personality into it. But with your class, I mean, it's something. I can't explain it. When I leave your class, I feel really light, like mm-hmm. I'm floating, you know, it's like a very, I, not only does my body release all the tension that it needed to release, but I feel much, much more flexible. I feel lighter. I feel happier. I love the gong. <laughs>
1: so, that was actually
0: my mom's. I know. And I love it. I love uh-huh. that sound. And I love, I, I don't know, I love every little that you put into your practice I just wanted to tell you that it's really special it makes it so much more special than any other yoga class I've ever taken and I've taken them everywhere I've taken it in Sedona you know at the Enchantment Resort which is allegedly one of the best resorts in the country I've taken it in the Seychelles on a deserted island with an amazing yoga instructor also and you my friend are the best yoga instructor i have ever had thank you so much it's really true everybody should be taking your class um (laughs) so how can yoga improve someone's overall health and well-being i know it also obviously like through what you explained before how holistic it is we can kind of tell but in what ways have you noticed maybe your own life or or your you know your students lives like how does it change a person's health and well-being I could talk about this for five hours straight, (laughs) um, but I won't. Um, Yoga,
1: there's so many benefits. I mean, obviously you think yoga, you think flexibility and strength. Um, It helps posture. It helps just kind of body awareness of, am I standing with my shoulders rounding forward and my chin to my chest, looking at my phone all day? Or am I opening up through my chest and standing tall Um, It protects your spine. It increases your blood flow. It decreases your blood pressure, um, helps people focus. It gives you better balance. What else does it do? Boosts your immune system um, and just gives crazy amount of body awareness. Like I was talking about before, understanding the way that you feel, understanding your alignment and if something doesn't feel good, if something is uncomfortable versus painful, and learning to discern between the two of those, um and then with all those physical benefits there are, you know there are thousands more, but there's also all of these mental benefits, like like you were saying, once you finish yoga, you feel lighter, you feel happier you this breath control makes you physiologically calmer
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it makes you less reactive to situations I always in my classes bring in an example of like road rage and how if a car speeds past you all you want to do is pull up next to them and just look next to you and see who it is that driver is because who do they think that they are driving (laughs) past me and we're so reactive in our day-to-day and I find that myself practicing yoga has really helped me with not that I was a crazy crazy road rager, but with that instance, it doesn't matter who drove past me. Maybe they were rushing to the hospital. Maybe they had to pee really bad. It's, I don't know physically what's going on in their life, so I don't need to react to it. Um, so really the reaction, the non-reaction has been the most game changer for me since discovering
0: yoga. I completely agree with you. And I love the example you just used because I definitely am like an aggressive driver or what. I, I'm <laughs> getting a lot better. And yoga always has helped. Yoga and meditation, but primarily yoga and meditation together. You know, if Mm -hmm. I do that in a class, when I come out of yoga, nothing phases me. There's nothing that can happen in the world. I feel like you know, it could start raining knives, and I would probably be (laughs) so inside of me at that moment that I wouldn't even notice. I would just be like, "Oh, look, it's raining knives." It's not. It's such a it's such a different feeling than my everyday day to day. You know, it really brings you introspectively. Like it's just a nice. It's a nice thing to just go deep inside. It makes you just dive within. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love the breathing that you mentioned because I actually just did a whole podcast not too long ago about breathing. And I know from every instructor that breathing is a huge component of yoga. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people, because the poses are hard, end up not breathing. And that's basically not yoga. So how important is breathing in yoga?
1: Oh, how important is breathing? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> yoga, I mean, breathing, it's its own limb of yoga, like what I was talking about before with the namas, the the niyamas, asana. Pranayama is the fourth limb of yoga. So pranayama is translates to breath control or breath restraint. And without controlling your breath in a yoga class, you're not really doing yoga. You're not really doing that asana piece. You're just holding different poses. Um breathing it ensure like focusing on your breath and controlling your breath ensures that you have more oxygen flowing to your lungs, which makes your lungs work better, which in in turn helps your brain function better, um, work more efficiently and focusing on your breath, like a deep breath when you breathe into the lowest part of your belly and then let the breath travel up to your chest that brings your body from the sympathetic nervous system, which is that fight or flight, that horn honking in my face, that lion chasing me um, nervous system, which we're really in so often in in this day and age. Um, I feel like a lot of us wake up in that sympathetic nervous system where it's like, okay, my alarm went off, I have to go, 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 I have to do this, that, this, the other thing. Um, But focusing on a deep breath tells your body that you're not in danger. Um, And it brings you into that parasympathetic, parasympathetic, I said that wrong, parasympathetic, there we go, nervous (laughs) system, which is the rest and digest nervous system. It's where the body is allowing itself to heal. Um, So that's really what it does. It tells, breathing tells your body that you're not in danger. That's so good.
0: And how has breathing and yoga helped you in your personal life? Do you use it for stress management on a daily basis? Like, Absolutely.
1: Just- yeah, every day. I mean, I'll wake up, um, and even if I'm waking up super early to teach a class or to get to an appointment or something, first thing I do in my day is deep breath. Inhale all the way to the bottom of my belly, then breathe up to my chest, and then exhale it all out. And just starting your day with a mindful breath sets you up for success itself it sets you up for being calm and for not really reacting like we were talking about before to things that you don't need to react to so I use breathing every single day and especially I love teaching yoga just for this fact when I'm teaching my students to breathe and when I'm teaching them to connect their breath to their movement I'm not only teaching them but I'm doing it myself Right. And when I teach a class, I'm not necessarily on my mat doing the entire practice with my students because I believe, you know, and this is was something that we were taught in my yoga training, in the power of walking around the room and having your presence not just at the top of the room but everywhere and making sure people are doing it right, but when, even though I'm not on my mat practicing, just the fact that I'm breathing with my students, once my students wake up from Shavasana, I feel like I woke up from Shavasana. And my whole body is calm. And it's because of that breath connection. It is so important.
0: I agree. And, you know, I use it also, you know, my, in my life, I've had a lot of panic attacks. It definitely has helped me with that. It's actually the only thing that has helped me with that. It's, it's something amazing, even for pain management. Sometimes mm-hmm. if you just send the breath to where it hurts, it stops hurting or hurts less. It's an interesting thing, how important the breath is. So I love that we're talking about the breath and I'm glad that you're using it every day too. It shows, I have to say you're so <laughs> calm and you're, I don't know. I also think honestly, when you are saying about, you know, the breathing, Um, In your class at the end, I also think that the energy in your class is really good. You can really feel the energy being Mm -hmm. like that positive connecting energy, almost like we're all one. Exactly. Exactly. It really is a uniting feeling that you don't get at every class in life. Generally, you just it's such a special thing. I really, really I can't emphasize this enough for people listening. I love that feeling. It feels Mm. like there's just one of us and we're all one. So, because yeah. so we are if you think about it exactly it brings you back to that it brings yeah. you whole, back the whole when we say namaste at the end it really is you know that you know the, the light in me recognizing the light in you and we are yes. the same light <laughs> yeah absolutely different bodies. yeah that's so really cool and um, I want to switch gears and talk about your amazing brand new yoga studio in Astoria. So tell us about it. How did you decide to do this? Was this a dream in the works for a while? Because it's tough to start, you know, you had a corporate career and-, uh-huh. and-, and here you are. So tell us. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I, you know, when I graduated college, I went to to school for psychology. Um, and then after I graduated, I spent maybe like a year or so focusing on teaching um, fitness classes at different gyms, personal training people at home. And I had this personal training company, just this little tiny thing that I would bounce from place to place. And I loved it, but with the society and what society tells you, you need to do, you need to go to school, you need to graduate, you need to get a job, you need to start a family, um, retire, and then you enjoy your life. And I was like, oh, gosh, like, I'm not saving up enough money. This is not stable enough for me. I need to get a nine to five. I need to get into corporate life. And I feel like I could also talk about this for five hours. But <laughs> I feel like that society idea, the societal idea that you need to go right into a job after school that makes you stable is such a brainwash, especially to, you know, our younger um younger members of society, where they just feel like this is what I need to do. And you don't really think about why. So for me, I fell into that. And I was like, Okay, I need to get into corporate, I need to get myself stable and on the right track. So I got this job working for an amazing company. And just, you know, did my entry level thing, then moved into human resources for the same company. And I was in HR for about two years, maybe, maybe two and a half years. Um, And I loved it. I loved human resources. But the thing is, when I got up for work in the morning, and I had to change into this professional attire, and I had to be on for eight hours a day, I just felt like I wasn't really being myself. I felt like I had to hold myself up to these standards of corporate life where you had to make the best impression and you had to make sure that you had a clear career path up to the top so you could make a living and be stable and the truth is I just wasn't being my normal self Um, and by the time I got home at night I was exhausted from having this mask on for eight hours a day that I just didn't want to talk to anybody and it was it was really sad because at the same time you want to have a social life you want to have um you know, connection to people that isn't just at work. And I felt like I didn't have enough room for that after a full day at work, let alone a full week at work. Oh my gosh, it was exhausting. Um, so there was a point when I actually, Russ, my boyfriend, who we were talking about before, him and I broke up for a couple years and we went to California this past December, just as friends. And, but really that's when we fell in love again, but Uh another story. Yeah. Um, but I was, I remember being in California with Russ and in, in the time period of us being broken up, Russ created his own empire and he opened up his own gym and he's been through pretty much what I'm going through right now. And I remember in December sitting there with him in our beautiful hotel, look overlooking the water and just being like, Russ, like, I want to open a yoga studio. And he was just like, Charlotte, do it. And it was at that moment of just a simple way of just saying like, you can do it. It made me realize like, okay, like now it's time. And it's something that has been on my mind for a few years, but just something that I thought I would do down the line when I'm married or when I am have children or when I've saved up enough money to do it. But talking to him made me realize that now is the time when I'm not tied down to anything. And when I don't have kids to look after, and, you know, I'm not using my own money for it. Like now is the time. So it was really Russ's blessing that made me realize that, all right, I
0: can do this. That is so cool. Because you know, what's funny, Russ was my trainer when he started his powerhouse too. And I remember thinking when I first met both of you, that you guys were going to do something together, like take mm-hmm. over. the I used to tell you guys this all the time. Like you're going to be on TV taking over the fitness industry because you, you have such beautiful synchrony. You know, you're different, you know, in your in, in your methods and in your practice and the way that you approach the fitness industry generally and what you're teaching people and how you do your training. But it goes together so well. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to have both elements. And together, you guys really are a powerhouse. I mean, obviously, individually also. But I remember telling Russ to, you know, to just do it. I mean, there's no better time than now. Yeah. And this is such an essence of my podcast, too, because I'm always here telling people that they should they should trust that voice, that inner voice. They should they should trust that this whole idea of of hard work. It's not hard work. It's smart work. You know, nature Mm -hmm. doesn't struggle. It just is, you know, it goes through the the path that makes most sense. Um, What looks like struggle to us is like that because we are not that element, we're not that being, we're not that part of nature. So I think it's funny because a lot of people think that you know, well, if we all just followed our dreams and there would be, you know, nobody cleaning the streets or there would be nobody in corporate world. And that's not true. Some people literally love that life and they mm-hmm. love those jobs and they are meant for those jobs. If that person isn't you, then it's because it's not for you. And I'm so glad that you followed this dream because it's always been so obvious to I think everyone else. <laughs> <who is watching laughs> you. Um, but um, but why Astoria and what is your studio called?
1: Yeah, the studio is called Breathe Strength, and uh, I lived in Astoria actually last year for a year, and I remember just walking around the town trying to find a yoga studio that talked to me, that spoke to me the way that I needed it to, and there are some amazing studios in Astoria, but nothing that really called me to become a regular student, so I remember toying around with do I want to open in Astoria or do I want to open in Brooklyn? And I live in Brooklyn right now. And looking, just walking down the street in Brooklyn, there's a yoga studio on every corner. And they're all amazing and they're all so different. So I figured, why not open in Astoria so I can create a little community in that part of um, kind of like the city? So because nothing really exists that has my vision. So Astoria was just like my calling. And the first studio that I looked at actually was the one that I chose. Um, I stepped in there with the real estate agent with my best friend. And I was just like, the second I stepped in, I was like, yep. And it just all (laughs) fell into place. It was like, it was meant to be.
0: That is so cool. And I love watching. Obviously, I follow you on social media everywhere. And I just I'm always looking at um, at the progress and it's looking so amazing. And you do these amazing community classes too, which is nice. Cause everyone is getting to know you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that you put the schedule up. So that's all really, really cool. But, um, how, the, what, what, what has the experience been like for you? Is it scary? Cause I know that when I opened my own law firm, it was very scary and then there was no money coming in for quite some time. And it was <laughs> one of those things where you go from having a paycheck every other week to, you know, uh, where is it? How is it going to happen? <laughs> and yep. then it takes a while for you to really believe. You have to truly believe. But um, yeah, so how, what has the experience been like so far? It's, it's been
1: insane, Uh, like in the most beautiful way possible, insane. Like you were just saying, going from having a stable paycheck. And for me, I've always had the opportunity, thankfully to just get a massage if I wanted to get a massage or like go spend $300 on like all of these healthy ingredients so I can cook for the week and going from that not even thinking about it to now where it's like zero money is coming in zero dollars and I'm spending everything on this uh, on my baby my yoga studio so going from that was really difficult in the beginning At this point, it's been, you know, since June or so. Um, So a few months of just like understanding that I can't be spoiling myself. Um, And it's been it's been easier. And it's also made me realize that the reason that I wanted to spend money on massages or spend money on expensive clothing was because I truly wasn't happy in what I was doing. I didn't feel like I was living my truth. So those little opportunities of splurging made me feel better in the short run, but that, you know, it's just a quick fix. And now that I'm following what we call in yoga, my dharma, my, uh, my purpose, I don't have the urge to go and spend money on everything. So that's been interesting. That's been a cool thing for me to learn. Um, but it's been nuts going, you know, I have a degree in psychology. I know nothing about opening up a business and especially being a woman in her Mid twenties, people don't really take me seriously when I'm walking. (laughs) When I'm walking in, and I'm like, I need um, an architect for this, and they're just like, you know, I got, I got laughed at a couple times, and I'm just like, hello, like, you guys guys don't even realize what I'm about to open right now. Like, you can continue to laugh, but you're not going to be laughing for uh, in a couple months. So, (laughs) being being not taken seriously has been. Interesting, um, but also super motivating,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: um, and just like learning what goes into opening up a yoga studio because it's not easy at all. It's there are so many legalities that I mean I'm sure you know <laughs> so many legalities that come with with just branding yourself and hiring people and making sure you have correct insurance and uh, making sure that your lease is good for you and your landlord and then there's construction and the different permits that you need to even like breathe in New York City like it's insane what you need <laughs> and how expensive it all is and how much time it all takes so learning all of this has really given me a gift of patience and presence and um, learning to appreciate each step even though each step might make me have a mental breakdown it's going to (laughs) be worth it in the long run
0: I promise you that it will be worth it and that we will go through it and I went through it even as a lawyer there were lots of things I didn't know because I I know when you're in law school you learn all different aspects of law different fields but once you're you know focused then you don't really remember a lot of those things and I also was going through a lot of the things you're saying so I, I can completely understand I was also in my 20s when I opened my law practice and it was very it's, a, it's funny how other people's self-doubt like or other people's doubt creates all this like self-confidence you know mm-hmm. it sets this fire under you because there's nothing that I don't know there's nothing quite like other people not believing in you to increase the way that you believe in yourself because if you don't then no one will you absolutely. know absolutely it's very very important and it has to come from within but once it once it happens, once you have that, everyone else will believe in you too. So you'll see it's going to be great. It really has been great for everybody who's ever made it. All those people just, you know, they muddled through that. I'm sure that there are days though, that you have a lot of fears and are there days that you face some self doubt and how do you work Mm -hmm.
1: through that? -hmm. Every day of my life, man. (laughs) Um, But it's, uh, I have like this whole kind of checklist that I do when I'm facing these days. Um, The first thing I do is meditate. If I'm feeling like I'm overwhelmed or I don't wanna do this anymore or like what did I get myself into? Pop into a seat, set the timer for 11 minutes and just breathe through it because that really helps me. Um, If that doesn't help, then I immediately go outside, take a walk in the sunshine. That vitamin D really does wonders. And when I'm outside, it's just kind of allowing myself to either walk around. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not texting or talking, uh, listening to music, nothing. It's just walking or sitting with that feeling of self-doubt. And before you know it, like for me, that feeling just starts to dissipate. It starts to leave. And it's like, no, we're doing exactly what we need to do. You don't have to doubt it anymore. Just believe. Um, If that doesn't work. I, there was this day, oh my gosh, I think it was like last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, it was two weeks ago, where I was just like, "What am I doing? Like, this is insane. Like, I need my stable job. I need my my corporate friends. Like, what have what have I gotten myself into?" And that day, you sent me one of your podcasts. I forget which episode <laughs> it was, but it was exactly what I needed. And I listened wow. to that. And I remember just after it ended, I was like, "I don't want it to end," but um, but it really helped. So your podcast um
0: thank you yeah I'm I'm glad
1: yeah I know it really helps and I'm sure it helps so many other people listening as well um and then if all of that doesn't work
0: I have my therapist
1: I have this amazing app that I can just text my therapist whenever I need to um and she's really responsive she's amazing and then I also have an amazing support system I have my sisters my best friends my boyfriend my my dad um and just like having support and having people that you can vent to makes such a difference for me.
0: Oh yeah. We need our tribe. You, know? Absolutely. It's what I said. you have to create your tribe, that positive tribe that is just always there for you. Um, and I know this is going to be another switching gears, but not really in a way. I mean, do you believe in the connection of the mind, body, and spirit? Um, Cause I think that that's so important also in everything that see like this realization of you following your path you know staying true to yourself remembering who you are what you're here for and everything your whole journey you know I I feel personally this is my belief system that it's not a coincidence and I'm wondering from you especially since you are in this wellness industry do you believe in the connection of the mind body and spirit a hundred percent and can you tell us more about how um, you experience that in your life. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, yeah, I believe in this 100%. Everything is connected. Um, you know, you hear what you think you become and it's so true. And then you also hear what is it? thoughts become things. And that's like about manifesting, but everything is connected. What you think, what you feel and that underlying, uh, feeling like that gut feeling or that, you know, people will say, like, I knew in my heart, it wasn't right. That little voice inside of your body is powerful. And that really means something. And uh, for me, like, I just feel like when you can feel your gut, and when you can feel your heart talking, and when you can listen to it, that is when the magic happens. That's when you can become completely aligned with who you're supposed to be, and how you can get there. Um, For me, I feel like it was probably within like the last two years or so, there was a point in my life where I was just completely ignoring my gut. And I was like, okay, like, I feel these feelings, but I don't want to feel them. And I would push the feelings down. And I would make up excuses like, no, I don't really actually feel that. And like, I'm not going to go into that. But Ultimately, the universe was like, no, Charlotte, like your gut was right. And it punished me for it. And then like, ever since, you know, I kind of got beat up from not listening to my gut. I was like, okay, like my gut is actually right. And since I've honed in on that, um, hearing what it has to say, that's really when things started to align for me and like listening to that calling of, I'm not supposed to be in this corporate job. I'm supposed to do something bigger. I'm supposed to help people. Finally, listening to that made me not only follow my dreams, but it made my mind calmer. It made my body more energized. It's all connected. Um, And also little story, was it a year and a half ago? Yeah, a year and a half ago, I remember feeling this intense chest pain And I'm an empath. So for those of you who don't know what an empath is, it's just kind of a person who can feel the emotions of other people and feel what other people feel. So at the time of feeling this crazy chest pain, I thought I was just feeling my best friend's pain because my best friend went through a crazy breakup and she was super upset. And I was sitting with her that night. So I thought I just absorbed it. And I thought that's what I felt. So I went to bed that night and I ignored it. And I woke up the next day and that chest pain was still there. And my gut was like, Charlotte, like something's going on. But my mind was like, no, we're not going to, we're not going to agree to that. Like, nope, we're fine. So that day I ignored it again. And then the next night I woke up at like 4am with this crazy chest pain. Like it didn't leave and fine. And my gut was telling me, Charlotte, do something about it. My body was telling me, Charlotte, something's not right. And my mind was finally like, okay, like let's just listen to this, to what my body is saying. So I ended up going to the um, emergency room and long story short, I had a condition where my heart was actually inflamed. I had this virus that I wanna say like attacked my heart and made it inflamed. Um, So it was physically bigger in size, which um, made sense why I was feeling this chest pain. And in the hospital, my the nurse was taking my blood to do all these tests. And I felt myself just kind of disconnecting to my body. And I fainted so many times before, but this was different. And I remember telling my nurse, like, I'm about to pass out. And she's like, don't pass out, don't pass out, like, stay with me. And I couldn't help it. I passed out. But this experience of fainting was unlike anything I've ever experienced before. I remember feeling so light and so like airy and everything was okay. And there was no, um, there was nothing to worry about. And I remember having a dream and I don't remember what the dream was, but the feeling that the dream gave me was just overall peace. And I remember waking up from this peaceful state with doctors above my head with, this like alarm going off and all these people had this look of fear and i was just like what is happening like why are you guys freaking out and they were like can you tell me your name and i was like charlotte they are like can you <laughs> tell me your birthday i was like it's february 5th like what's what's the matter turns out my heart stopped and uh, and it was it was crazy because i if you think about it i technically like died yes. for for 15 seconds i was out And, um, you know, the doctors were around me getting ready to put an AED, an automated external defibrillator on my body to shock my heart back. But just kind of to bring this back to the mind-body-spirit connection, had I not gone to the hospital, had I not listened to my body, my spirit, and had my mind not aligned with the two, I don't necessarily know if I would be, not that I would be dead right now, but I don't know if I would be in safety when my heart decided to stop beating like it's just one of my yoga teachers has this saying that stuck with me for a really long time now and it's if you listen to your body when it whispers you won't have to hear it scream
0: yes and oh that's so good isn't that good and that's that so
1: good she was in my head during that time where my mind was like nah like nothing's going on but I said that to myself and because everything aligned together and I was connected through my mind, my body and my spirit, I was able to be in safety to find out that I had crazy inflammation in my heart going on and that it was dangerous. Um, so I totally 100% believe that it's all connected.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's funny, I think also that the the body, you know, all these ailments sometimes are, we go through physically, it's also a manifestation of something wrong with our something we're not following like we're not following that instinct of where we should be in life or with who or what we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. we're denying that voice and then eventually the only way it has to is what your yoga instructor told you too it's just like you know it has to scream because yeah. it, it starts to whisper you don't listen and then you know the body just goes into chaos and now I'm gonna tell you and obviously everyone listening something it's so weird because I didn't you know I didn't know about the fan. I knew that you had that Problem because I I remember texting you about it but um, because I was worried about you but I fainted in 2011 when I opened my firm um, like right after that I fainted also and they actually couldn't figure out why it was the only time in my life I ever fainted my mom had just had um, a surgery uh, she had appendicitis and. I was on my way back to New York, so I turned around, you know, on 95 and went back to be there with her, and when she woke up, she was in the recovery room, and she's really allergic to a lot of things, so I guess I was very worried about her dying and them not knowing, Mm -hmm. because she doesn't, I was like, oh, I don't know if she communicated it well in English, because English is not her first language, and all that worry, just somehow, I just fainted. Thank God the nurse was right next to me and caught me, because I would have hit my head on the ground. I don't know if I would have survived that. Yeah. Um, But I also died for a couple of minutes. Like I was completely gone. There was no heartbeat. There was nothing. And like, they put everybody out of the room. And I also woke up like you, with people all over me, like thinking that what is wrong with this person, and they're trying to like come make me come back to life (laughs) and trying to understand what was wrong. But in that state. I also thought I had a dream. My dream actually sounded like turkeys and it was sounding <laughs> weird, <laughs> but it was, a, and it was very cliche too, because it was a tunnel. You know how everybody says that one they yes. got is a tunnel. So yes. for me, it was like a light, a tunnel of light. And there were these shapes kind of look like stick figures, but without real faces. And the sound was the sound of turkeys. Like, ooh, 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 and, <laughs> and I woke up. And everyone is silent, but standing, like talking softly above me. So I asked the nurse, "I was like, were you making turkey sounds in my ear?" And she was like, "No." Nope. <laughs> oh my god! Did you hear turkey sounds in your ear? And I was like, "Yes, it was really, really loud, like extremely loud turkey sounds. I've never heard turkeys that loud in my life, but there were no turkeys." And she was just like, "Okay, we're gonna have to admit you." <laughs> It was really funny. They were like, <laughs> my blood, doing all kinds of stuff, they, but they couldn't figure out what was wrong. But it is funny, though, that we have these moments where our body just kind of like really screams. Even yeah. if it just bring us right down to have that moment of peace and centering. And it's then so we wake true. up better from that. Um, and, you know, I also I wanted to talk a little bit more about the like breathe strength as a brand, because you started that process a long time ago, right? yeah and what is so can you tell us more about breathe strength and like where you see it going and where what you would like it to be like in like say like ten years sure yeah um i started
1: breathe strength actually started as conquering cholesterol um when i it, about eight years ago, and it was an instagram page that I used just to follow my own progress on lowering my cholesterol, and from there i got like a cute little following like nothing crazy maybe 800 people um and we all just like kept in touch and we made sure each other was like crushing our goals um so finding that sense of community through my original conquering cholesterol was really where it all started and then I remember becoming a little bit more aligned to aesthetics and the way that certain things made me feel and for me the word conquering cholesterol was kind of like a hard vibe. I don't know if I can really explain that well, but it was just like harsh. Um, and I wanted a brand that was more like airy, airy and light. So I remember sitting at work one day, um, just writing, this was probably around six years ago, just writing down words that made me feel light. And this was before I was certified as a um, yoga teacher. This was probably right after I got my personal training certification. Um, So I remember writing down all these words and I finally linked the two together, breathe and strength. And the way that that felt together made me feel really light and it made me feel really good and inspired. So from there, that was the name of my brand. And again, I kept it as just a small Instagram um, with like a couple followers who we kept each other accountable and um, showed off the different exercises I was doing, what I was eating to make sure I was healthy. And then I kind of let it slide. I kind of let the Instagram go, didn't really pay attention to it, Um, but it kept calling for me to come back. So I was like, okay, I'll listen to it. So came back to it. And um, then I was certified as a yoga instructor. And it was interesting for me now, as I'm opening this yoga studio, that's not only yoga, but it's fitness, just how well it really worked out. Breathe strength, breathe meaning yoga, strength meaning fitness and the marriage of the two in my vision and in my actual wellness center. Um, so really my vision behind Breathe Strength in the Studio is a place for people to come to get whatever they need. So, cause uh, health and healing is totally holistic. You have to work out, you have to build muscle and let things go. And you also have to lengthen out, you have to stretch, you have to connect to your inner being. So breed strength has an opportunity for both of those. It has all the, all the different types of fitness classes. It has all the different types of yoga classes. In addition to that, like that's the bread and butter of the studio, but we're also going to have meditation events. We're going to have, hopefully if everything works out, an acupuncturist on site, a therapist on site. So if, wow. you need, yeah, so if you need to heal from anything going on mentally, talk to our therapist. If you need to, heal from anything um, that acupuncture can help with, we have an acupuncturist. Um, We'll have Reiki practitioners. A couple of my teachers so far are all certified in their Reiki. Um, So they'll be offering some sessions. And then on top of that, I also just envisioned a place to have some social connection that's not all about drinking and it's not all about getting home at 3 a.m kind of more a place where like-minded people can come to the studio for a trivia night or for an improv class or for a poetry night um, or for like a hip-hop class and be home in bed by 10 p.m. Like that's another part of the vision. I just want this, this studio to feel like home for anybody who steps into
0: it i freaking love that that is oh. so i wish you were down the block still, you know? <laughs> i, mean, I know freak. why can't we He's like maybe you can expand one day and open a second like you know a second home for the studio over yeah. here. yeah because you, you you know you have a lot of people here in northport waiting for you to come back too so you know and russ is here so mm-hmm. you guys can both please. oh that's so cool charlotte i think that's Thank a you. great idea what an amazing Amazing vision you have for this, and how! What an intuition you had, because you know you see like the name came before the yoga practice, right? So how funny that is! It's 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 so it's so true how the universe always knows it always has something bigger and better that is hiding behind itself, like that you know you don't really see it until it's the right time, always ready to receive it. Yeah. Um. Um. And are there like any secret things or anything about yoga? you can tell us that people don't already know or may not already know like any healing powers or practice points for people like me because I have like seriously weak wrists Mm -hmm. and I'm and obviously I can't do any inversions because again I'm afraid of my face hitting the ground but I (laughs) I definitely have terribly weak wrists I don't know what's wrong with my wrist but every time I'm doing yoga it hurts to do yoga for me because of Mm -hmm. my wrists so and Mm -hmm. I, I never had an injury but I don't know what's going on
1: yeah I remember that about you in class that your wrists would bother you um, and I started out, when I first started practicing yoga, My ri- it was the same thing with me. My wrists would kill me. But the secret, really the secret behind asana, so the poses of yoga and like the standard yoga classes that you'll find is practice is everything. And if you can commit yourself to, maybe it's one class a week, maybe it's two, maybe it's five, but if you can commit yourself to practicing the poses, your body will get used to them. Your body will, um, start to learn the way that the poses feel and your wrists will become so much stronger for me. Like I remember down dog hurt my wrist so much and plank hurt my wrist so much. And when the teacher would call out like downward facing dog to plank, And that little flow, I would just, I would be annoyed. And I would be like, oh, like, this does not hurt everybody. Like, what the heck? Yeah, (laughs) That's how I I feel. Like, why is that?
0: Like, people are older than me. What is happening?
1: Yeah. But no, the key is you just have to stay with it. um, Because those poses make your wrists so much stronger. Um, And for you, I would say, like, wrist opening poses as well. So not only, like, downward facing dog where it's strengthening the wrists, but also like if you're in a tabletop positions on your hands and knees and you bring your fingers to face each other and you hold that for a couple breaths or you bring your fingers back to face your knees and your wrists facing forward, holding that for a few breaths just to increase the mobility of your wrists and the flexibility of your wrists. I think that will help um, astronomically, I really do. Um, But the thing with yoga, there is no, yoga itself is magic. Yoga itself is powerful. And the key is just finding a way to commit yourself to yoga, whether it's practicing the poses or whether it's taking two deep breaths a day. If you can find some aspect of a yoga practice. And notice it's it's always called a yoga practice. It's never called a yoga destination. <laughs> it's, always, it's always about that practice and that journey because there is no end point. Um, so if, if you guys or you yourself can just commit to some aspect of yoga, um, it, you'll notice the difference.
0: Oh my gosh, that was really beautiful. I really love that. Thank you for the tips too. I'm definitely going to try them. I remember when I was in your class, I used to try them because you used to show me and I have to keep doing it. It's like, it's the whole idea is just consistency. I know sometimes- It's hard to to commit to something. I'm a commitment foe, but <laughs> but it is. But it's not even – the thing is, like, I don't commit to water. I just drink it because I love it, you know. So it should be yeah. one of those things that is just a part of you. Yep. Um, and how can people get in touch with you and find you? Like, I would like you to definitely plug in your social media, your website, your address, you know, anything that you want people to know about you, about Breathe Strength, and how to get in touch with you, how to follow you. Because now you have a giant following, I mean, not. I gotta make fun of you a little bit about it. Saying eight hundred people is like a little tiny cute. No, that's a lot of people. <laughs> you started off big because you were amazing from the beginning. But yeah, now obviously that has grown exponentially. So how do people find you now?
1: Yeah, um, mainly through Instagram. So our Instagram is breathe underscore strength, and that's where I'll post all the updates with the studio and how construction going is going and um, the schedule once we brand officially open. Um, but I also have a website, which is breathe strength, wellness.com. And that has kind of a description of all the different classes that we offer and services that we offer. And I just made a Twitter. So I have like four tweets and <laughs> it's breathe strength. Um, I think the handle is like breathe one, one, one Oh six. Cause that's the zip code for Astoria and, uh, Address for the studio is 3116 36th Avenue in Astoria, and that's right off of the 36th Avenue stop on the NW train, right next to a city bike landing. It is so available, so if you guys are in New York City, around New York City, um, or Long
0: Island, come on, check it out. I definitely will be checking it out. I mean, it's not that far. I mean, it's far maybe to go all the time, but I definitely will go because I need to check this out because you're yes. amazing and I miss your classes and I miss you. I miss <laughs> you so too. Um, but yes, and you know, I was going to tell you also, you know what we should do? If if you and Russ are willing at some point, maybe we should have both of you guys on um, because again only if you're willing to share your story because I love your love story Aww. and I think your love story is much more beautiful than you might even realize and you know because obviously you guys met young and I know that there was a moment where you guys went separate ways just to see I mean I did the same with Scott we also met young we also took a break and then we got married you know yeah so yeah you just never know and that that is actually super important and maybe there's a lot of people out there who are going through the same thing. And especially people that meet young, sometimes you don't know mm-hmm. that the right person is actually has always been the right person. Sometimes absolutely. You question that. Yeah. Uh, so if you guys are willing to come as a couple and like do something fun. To, I would um, love that. Yeah. You, we can definitely do that at some point. I'm sure people would love that too. We'll do a relationship uh, a session of the podcast. Uh, Perfect. But, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I wish I could talk to you like forever. I could talk to you for literally (laughs) ever. But um, unfortunately we have to, everything has come to come to an end. So something new can start. Yeah. But thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being with me. And I have to tell you welcome also because Finally, you have made it to what I at least personally have always seen as your destination. I mean, this mm-hmm. is just the beginning of something amazing. And I've said that about other people here too, but it's definitely true for you. It's true for us that you know interviews like this are one day going to help me become famous because Aww. when you become yep. huge, people will be coming back to listen to <laughs> these beginning stories. So Aww. thank you for, for your time. Thank you for being with me. And um, that is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate, looking forward to your outreach at highvibeadvocate.com and as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.